Welcome to the Overfoot Podcast. In today's episode, Guy and Jason are joined by Carly Thorpe, partner at law firm Walker Morris. They'll look into the different types of construction dispute resolution and forum and provide their insight into the advantages and disadvantages of each method. Hi, Carly. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. In terms of adjudication, arbitration, and you get litigation, some clients have got mixed up previously with regards to adjudication and arbitration and, and don't necessarily understand the differences. What are the differences? Adjudication and, and arbitration are fall under the banner of alternative dispute resolution, or ADR, I think everyone calls it nowadays. And litigation is a resolution through the courts, which is public, and both adjudication and arbitration are private resolutions. But uh, we'll talk about principles each behind each one. Do you want to start, Carly, with litigation at the end? Well, well, whichever. I mean, I, w- I was going to say that when we say litigation, that's court proceedings. So that's where you issue proceedings in the courts. You end up with a hearing, a trial in front of a judge. The benefit of that is that the courts have what's called the civil procedure rules, which are a big book of detailed rules that each party needs to follow. So it's a very regulated process, which keeps a control of costs. It means it means that you can predict what the other party is going to do. It means that the judges have lots of powers to manage the case and to ensure that parties aren't running up costs unnecessarily and aren't putting in submissions that are excessive, that they don't need to, that parties are disclosing information to each other. So it's very regulated in that respect. So that can mean that it it's often a fairer process where there's more of a detailed consideration of the evidence that supports each party's position. Judges are, of course, very experienced, very clever. And we're lucky in the construction sector that we have the technology and construction court where there's specialist judges that understand construction. They understand how a project works. You know, they can get their head around all of the difficult technical concepts that relate to construction projects. The downside is that litigation is really expensive. You run up a lot of costs and it takes a long time. Typically, a case can take up to two years, sometimes more from when you start it in the courts. So it's a very long, very time consuming, very expensive process. And it is a matter of public record. So all of the hearings are public. Anyone can turn up and watch the hearing, which can be damaging from a reputational perspective. And at the end of it, you get a judgment that's public as well. So everyone can see, you know, what happened. And again, that can affect your reputation. So arbitration, then, you made a big point in regulation in litigation. Would you say it's less regulated as a process? Yeah, so I mean, arbitration is is a non-court alternative method, as you said, Jason. So it, it doesn't involve the courts. And the parties appoint either a single arbitrator or a panel of, say, three arbitrators, and they will make a binding decision on the dispute from which there's very limited grounds to challenge. Now, arbitration can be what's called ad hoc, which means that the parties just come up with their own rules. So they decide together, this is how we want this arbitration to work. This is the timetable that we'll follow. But often, because, you know, in practice, if you're in a dispute, it's hard to 
agree anything in terms of the procedure, that the arbitration will actually be administered by the rules of several um, international arbitration organisations. So, for example, there's the International Chamber of Commerce that has its own arbitration rules, the International Centre for Dispute Resolution. So often the arbitration will follow one of those rules. But it doesn't have as much regulation as the courts because arbitration is private. So there's not that precedent, you know, previous decisions that you can rely upon to predict what's going to happen. The arbitrator has complete freedom to agree the process and and decide how they want it to run. And that can often mean that the parties can persuade an arbitrator to let them put in more submissions. It can be very expensive because there's not the same control on documents. There's not things like cost budgets that have to be adhered to. So it, it can turn into a process that's just as long as litigation, but even more expensive. But what makes arbitration quite attractive to a number of businesses is that it's private. So the general public don't need to know about the disputes that you've been having. So arbitration then is can be quite flexible as opposed to litigation in yeah. terms of procedure. That is, as you said, ad hoc. They can come up with the or influence of procedure and, and con- conduct of the arbitration. In terms of binding, you mentioned, Callie, about you get a binding decision award. What does that mean? Yes, so in arbitration and litigation, they both end up with a decision at the end that both parties need to comply with. So most decisions that we talk about end up with a sum of money going from one party to the other. What it means is that that the parties have to comply with it, that payment has to happen. If not, the decision can be enforced. So an arbitrator's decision can be enforced through the courts. And, and you can do things like if, if we're talking about a company, winding up the company, getting a seizure of their assets, for example, to try and recover the debt. So it's something that binds the parties, that they're stuck with the decision when they get it. How do you challenge an arbitration? And is, is it again, it's through the Court of Appeal, High Court, that type of thing, uh, TCC. Is that how you appeal a decision under arbitration or can you, I presume you can, I've not been involved in, in any. Yeah, I mean, it depends which rules it's under, but there's very limited grounds for challenge of an arbitrator's decision. It would have to be that there was something like a, a breach of natural justice. It's similar to adjudication, then it's um, yeah, they're, they're gonna it's gonna be enforced yeah. generally, unless there is a natural justice argument. So then the difference between adjudication and arbitration, it's quick and dirty. Um, it's the general rules. It's it's over and done within. There's a prescribed period. It's compressed. You've got 28 days from referral for the decision to be made, unless it's extended by the parties and the submissions. In my my understanding. So you say it's quick and dirty, rough justice. I think the judges call it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be worth just going back to that when when we're talking about adjudication, we're of course focusing upon the construction industry. And that is because the Housing Grants Construction and Regeneration Act 1996 that we all refer to as the Construction Act introduced a statutory right to refer a dispute that arises under a construction contract to adjudication. So any construction contract, there's a right to refer a dispute to adjudication, 
even if there's no written adjudication clause in the contract itself. So since 19, well, 1998, when it came into force, we've been developing this practice of adjudication. I suppose key points are it's a paper-based procedure. There's no formal hearing or trial like what you have in an arbitration or litigation. The process is supposed to be finished within 28 days of the referral notice. You're supposed to have a decision. I say supposed to because often, as you know, extensions are agreed to that timetable. So, I mean, in practice, I've seen it be like a couple of months for the adjudication process. Because it's such a quick procedure, you're right, Jason, it's you know rough and ready in that regard because there's not the same amount of time for the parties to prepare their evidence like they would do for an arbitration or a litigation but okay. also there's not the same amount of time for the adjudicator to actually consider that evidence in the same way and so that means that if an adjudicator makes an error as to the law or the facts then the courts will still enforce that decision because they recognize that actually you know adjudication can't be perfect because it's in that short time period yeah the periods uh, we respond to the referral as the responding party so you've got a lot like you say you've not got a lot of time to respond and pull together you know your your evidence really you can receive you know lever arches of paper and evidence and you've still got you've got a lot you've not got you've only got a finite amount of time to respond to all that mm. and but the and like you said, the adjudicator's got to make a decision on all that evidence within probably two weeks of the last submission. It's a general rule of what they've tried to do. So it is, a, like I said, it's maybe a rough and ready, but it's rough, it's it's quick, and like you say, it's recognised. So it's a fast process, adjudication. It's recognised by the courts as a temporarily binding. Yeah. And it was a dispute between parties. And it was brought into a cash flow. That was the main driver for it back in '96. Is the cash flow was the lifeblood of the industry? I think the Latham report said, as I remember, that was the point of the whole thing, and that's why it's so quick: is to keep the supply chain solvent and liquid, so they can, you know, carry on with the project. Because uh, if not, you're waiting two years, like you say, for an arbitration decision, which is no good for anyone, really. No, and the fast nature of the adjudication means that parties have to be efficient in preparing their submissions. Yeah, there's a lot of midnight oil burned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the justification for adjudication being rough and ready and for there being the fact that there could be errors of law, errors of fact, is that the decision is only temporarily binding, which means that it's binding and the parties have to comply with it unless and until it is overturned by a court or an arbitrator. So it means that if if you're on the losing end of an adjudicator's decision and you don't like it, you can you have to comply with it, but then you can go to court or to arbitration to ask a judge or an arbitrator to look at it again and they will, you know, start from the beginning and, and look at the dispute again. So if the adjudicator gets it wrong, it can be corrected in court or in arbitration. Obviously, that means spending more legal costs, but that has to be balanced against the fact that, as you said, Jason, there was a need to ensure cash flow in the industry. And that's what the key aim of adjudication is. So if you get a decision in adjudication that goes against you, what do you do? Just, uh, I don't like this. I want to challenge it. Can you just challenge a decision if you think it's wrong? Adjudication decisions can only be challenged on the basis that there was a breach of natural justice, which 
means that there has to have been some element of unfairness like that the adjudicator appeared to be biased or the parties didn't have a fair hearing, some submissions that were key to the dispute weren't listed, weren't viewed, or that the adjudicator exceeded their jurisdiction so that they asked a they answered a question that wasn't asked of them. Now, they're very limited grounds and the court's approach is to enforce adjudicators' decisions in, in the vast majority of circumstances. So in most cases, you need to pay the adjudicator's decision, comply with it, and then you can challenge it in either a subsequent adjudication on another issue or through the courts or arbitration. And so if, if you just don't like the decision, you can't just, I think the adjudicator got it wrong. You effectively can't challenge on that basis. No, because the courts have said that if the adjudicator makes an error of fact or an error of law, then that's too bad. The decision's still binding because an adjudicator in the circumstances can only do their best. And I mean, Guy, you'll know this because you are an adjudicator and you've done lots of adjudications that it's very quick. And so often an adjudicator can have a lot of documents to get through in that short period. So they can be forgiven for missing something or getting a fact wrong in that period yeah i think adjudicators under a lot of pressure ultimately you're trying to work out the right answer based Mm. on the submissions from the parties you are relying on the quality of those submissions the burden of proof sits on prove it you know the party who makes the assertions it's up to them really well thanks very much for coming carly it's been enlightening thank you great to speak with you both thanks Thank you for joining us on the Overboard Podcast. We hope you found it useful. Although every effort has been made to ensure the accuracy of its contents, no reliance should be placed on it, and the podcast should not be construed as legal advice. We hope you'll join us for the next one. <laughs>